Praise God, praise Lord. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the start by the world global time conversation with the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be praying. Yesterday was um, day one of the healing streams, like healing services in the past. Man of God, Pastor Chris. And there's been a lot of healings already, a lot of transformations in the lives of many. The healing streams is a priority on God's agenda today at this time. And right away, we're going to be praying for our dear man of God, Pastor Chris. He ministered yesterday in the fullness of God's power, and we have today and we have tomorrow. So, as we pray for the healing streams today, we're going to be praying for our man of God, Pastor Chris. And we're going to be basically speaking in other tongues. You know, the scripture says that when we do not know what we ought to pray, the Spirit prays through us. Or we start first in speaking in other tongues and going in the Spirit. So we're going to be praying for our man of God right away. And we're going to just speak in other tongues. Speak in other tongues. Hallelujah. Speaking other tongues with our heart focused on praying for our man of God. Let us go ahead right now and lay on mute yourself as we pray for a man of God, Pastor Chris. Thank 
Ya 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the man of God, Pastor Chris.
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Esteem Pastor Debbie, for that session of prayer for a man of God. Thank you so much, Esteem Amara, for the opportunity to lead God's people in worship every day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from at this time. Jesus is worthy to be praised. Oh, just go ahead and lift up your hands and thank you for testimonies. Thank you for the healings all around the world. We bless your name, O God. Hallelujah. Lord, you're great. My soul magnifies your name. I will live my life serving you, most high God, creator of heaven's glory. Earth's grandeur and the ocean greatness. Hallelujah, Lord, you're great. My soul magnifies your name. I will live my life serving you. Most high God, creator of heaven's glory, earth's grandeur and the ocean's greatness. I bless your name, O Lord, monarch of the universe you are clothed with splendor and majesty hallelujah amen i bless your name oh
glory to your name hallelujah 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 you Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Mantelefa Kasoto Kofaya. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. I trust you had a restful night. And those of you who have already started your day, the day has been beautiful. Congratulations on the first day of the Healing Streams Live Healing Services with the man of God, Pastor Chris. So many testimonies of healing and wholeness. And I believe that there are those around you who go healed. And then there's you who also were blessed by the day one of the program. It continues today. And in today's um, devotional article, we're going to be studying about having the consciousness of a God life. Title of today's devotional article, Have the Consciousness of the God Life. And the inhabitant shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity. Isaiah 33, verse 24. Glory to God. So... You're going to join me as we go through the devotional article together, wherever you are, with your, with your mics muted. We'll take it up from the first paragraph. Praise the Lord. Want to go. I got a hold of the message of eternal life early in life. Believed it and went on to preach and teach how to live this life to the full, above sickness, disease, and infirmities. At those early stages, I could still be rushed to the hospital sick. On a, on a certain occasion, I spent about 10 days in the hospital, but I refused to give up because of the truth of this message. 
I believe in the life of Christ in me and the supremacy and superiority of that life over Satan, disease, infirmity, and death. Therefore, I maintained my confessions of the divine life in me, and Satan was never going to get me to change my testimony. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Apostle John, writing to the church, said, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. 1 John 5, verse 13. Why did he emphasize eternal life as our present, our reality? Why is it so important that we have and live with the consciousness that we have the God life now? It's because of the impact and implication of that God life in and for the one who has it. No disease or infirmity should thrive in your body because you have eternal life. No matter how you feel, maintain your confession. Declare, I have eternal life. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I refuse to accommodate any kind of pain, sickness, disease, or infirmity. I'm impregnable to sickness. Eternal life walks in me. That's an affirmation that um, you should have as part of your daily affirmation, especially if you're dealing with a health challenge whatsoever. Every so often, affirm these words and stand your ground. Soon enough, whatever it is, be it a cancerous growth, diabetes, a terminal ailment, whatever, it will pass out of your body. This is the effect of eternal life in you. Years have come and gone. I've baxed in divine health. Eternal life is at work in me, in every fiber of my being, in every cell of my blood, and in every bone of my body. Hallelujah. It's our calling, our right, and heritage to live transcendently, transcend, transcendently above sickness, disease, and infirmity, because divine life works in us. I found this not only to be true in the written word, it's also true in my spirit, soul, and body. Have the same consciousness. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, it's such a beautiful thing to wake up to the word of God every day, to be able to review the word, words of life, words that remind you who you are, what you have, what you can do, where you function from, whose you are. Again and again, you would bear witness that we've gone through this subject of eternal life, the God life that we carry. And today in the atmosphere of the healing streams, we are reminded that this life is not subject to sickness, is not subject to cancer, is not subject to whatever the doctor's reports have given you. And remember, we talked about fighting your fight of faith. You know, in, in, in a part of the article, Pastor said that it's not just enough to affirm and believe that life, you have to stand your ground. You know, you stand your ground in a situation where somebody actually wants to take your rights away from you where someone wants to make you feel like you don't know what you are doing or you don't know what you are saying. 
So when the man of God is telling you, stand your ground, that means the sickness, the feeling, the disease, the infirmity, the doc that the doctor's report have confirmed may be so overwhelming. The pain may be overwhelming. It may seem real. But he says, stand your ground that you have the life of God. He said, it won't be for long. Sickness will give way. Have you ever watched the boxing, those guys who do boxing or wrestling in the, in the ring? You know, after a while, somebody has to give up. Somebody gives way for the one who is able to stick to the end. The one who would not get tired. The one who would not give in to be defeated. The other one gives in to that one and that one wins. You know, you get to the point where he puts the back on the ground and then the referee is counting. And at some point, you know, that one still has some energy, fights back, but it gets to a point he's worn out. He's worn out. He has to give in. You stand your ground. If you stand your ground on the fact that you have eternal life, on the fact that the God light lives on the inside of you, on the fact that you carry the same life that God has that makes him God, no matter how stubborn the sickness is, no matter how cancerous the growth is, no matter how terrible the pain is, if you stand your ground, it will give up. It would give in to defeat because it has already, already been defeated in Christ Jesus. So today we are reminded of the life that we carry. And this doesn't just work in the area of sickness. It works in any area. You're running a business and there's no sales coming in. Was yesterday we were taught about using the name of Jesus, right? He said, everything that we do, we should do in the name of Jesus. Run your business in the name of Jesus. Tame the industry in the name of Jesus. Subdue the environment in the name of Jesus. Command increase in sales in the name of Jesus. If everything responds to the name of Jesus, it will respond to you. So this eternal life that we received The consciousness of it will do a lot for you. Just always remember that that is the life that makes God, God. God cannot be said to be taking a stroll and then had an accident. God cannot be said to be in a plane going to Dubai and then there was a plane crash or there was a train derail or there was the, 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 there was a, um, 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 the ship co 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 um, was, was captured or tumbled in the sea, irrespective of the mode of transportation. God cannot be subject to the systems, to the um, um, problems, to the dramas that happen in this world. Trouble may arise, but he said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And remember that when he overcame the world, we were inside of him. So I have overcome the world and you have overcome the world. So there is nothing that you face in this life that you have not already overcome. Remember that all the time. Just like many people will try to play on your innocence and play on 
something that they feel you are not, you are ignorant about. Have you ever gone to buy something in the market and you knew the price and then you got there and the person thought that, oh, this lady doesn't know the price. Let me give her another price. And you look him in the eyeball, you say, oh God, this is how much this thing is sold. I was here yesterday, I bought it. Oh, sorry, sorry, madam, sorry, madam. Don't let the devil play on ignorance. And this is why we teach the word. This is why we review the Rhapsody articles together. This is why we read the Bible together so that you would know. He said that they might know that they have eternal life. God wants you to know because that knowledge will give you a consciousness. That knowledge will bring about a confession and those three things together, you are invincible. You are indomitable. You are unstoppable. Praise the Lord. So as we go about our life today and for all time before the rapture, do not subject yourself to the depravities and the negativities of the world, irrespective of where you do life. Refuse to give in to what is affecting everybody. This was the reason we were not going to give in to COVID and we're not ready to give in to any kind of sickness any kind of global drama that is not of God. Praise the Lord. We preach eternal life and eternal life only. Glory to God. I'm going to hand over to the esteemed Pastor Oyinye to take us through the next segment. Remember that um, we'll take some testimonies at the end of today's devotion. So if you have testimonies, um, get ready to share your testimonies at the end. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Deborah. Thank you, esteemed Sister Grace for the intercessory prayers and the worship at the beginning of the meeting. All right, over to you, esteemed um, Pastor Onye. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ma, for the Rhapsody reading. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on which part of the world you are connecting from at the moment. We are going over to the Bible study reading of the devotional, and we are starting from the further study. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 12 says, Fight a good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. First John chapter 1 verse 2 says, For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father was manifested unto us. John chapter 5, verse 11. This is a testimony in essence. God gave us eternal life. The life is in his son. Who so ever had the son had life. Whoever rejects the son rejects life. My purpose in writing is simply this. That you who believe in God's son will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you have eternal life the reality and not the illusion, praise the Lord. I'm going to take the fathers, the confessions together. Please do not omit your mic. You can just repeat after me. Internal life is at work in me. I refuse to accept disease and infections in my body. I'm superior to Satan and the elements of this world. I take charge and rule over my body with the word of God. And I refuse to yield to sickness, disease, and infirmity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
We're going to go over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion. And we are still in the book of Luke chapter 2. Caption, baby Jesus dedicated in the temple. On the day of the baby's circumcision ceremony, eight days after his birth, his parents gave him the name Jesus, the name prophesied by the angel before he was born. 40 days after the birth of her son, Mary's time of purification had completed, so she came to the temple with a sacrifice according to the law of Moses. So Mary and Joseph took baby Jesus to Jerusalem to be dedicated before the Lord, for it is stated in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be set apart for God and is required to offer a prescribed sacrifice, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. 25. As they came to the temple to fulfill this requirement, an elderly man was there waiting, a resident of Jerusalem, whose name was Simon. He was a very good man, a lover of God, who kept himself pure, and the spirit of holiness rested upon him. Simon believed in the immediate appearing of the one called the refreshing of Israel, for the Holy Spirit has revealed to him that he would not see death before he saw the Messiah, the anointed one of God. 27. Keeping his promise, the Holy Spirit led Simon to be in the temple courts at the very moment Jesus' parents entered to fulfill the requirement of a sacrifice. Simon cradled the baby in his arms and praised the God and prophesied, Lord and Master, I'm your loving servant, and now I can die content, for you have fulfilled your promise to me. With my own eyes, I've seen your word, the Savior you sent into the world. He will be glory for your people Israel and the revelation light for all people everywhere. Mary and Joseph stood there, all struck over what was being said about their baby. Simon then blessed them and said, sorry, I'll take that again. Simon then blessed them and prophesied over Mary saying, a painful sword will one day pierce your inner being for your child will be rejected by men in Israel. And the destiny of your child is this, will be laid down as a miracle sign for the downfall and reservation of men in Israel. Many will oppose this sign, but it will, exp it will expose to all the innermost thoughts of their hearts before God. 36. A prophetess named Anna was also in the temple called Daddy. She was from the tribe of Asher and the daughter of Penel. Anna was an aged widow who had been married only seven years before her husband passed away. After she died, she chose to worship God in the temple continually. For the past 84 years, she has been serving God night and day, prayer and fasting. Praise God. 38. While Simon was prophesying over Mary and Joseph and the baby, Anna walked up to them and burst forth with a great glorious of praise to the God for the child. I'm taking that again. While Simon was prophesying over Mary and Joseph and the baby, Anna walked up to them and burst forth with a great chorus of praise to the God, to God for the child. From that day forward, she told everyone in Jerusalem who was waiting for their redemption that the anticipated Messiah had come. 39. When Mary and Joseph had completed everything required of them by the law of the Lord, 
they took Jesus and returned to their home in Nazareth in Galilee. The child grew more powerful in grace, for he was being filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Caption, at the age 12, Jesus visits the temple. Every year, Jesus' parents went to worship at Jerusalem during the Passover festival. When Jesus turned 12, his parents took him to Jerusalem to observe the Passover as was their custom. A full day after they began their journey home, Joseph and Mary realized that Jesus was missing. They had assumed he was somewhere in their entourage, but he was nowhere to be found. After a frantic search among relatives and friends, Mary and Joseph returned to Jerusalem to search for him, 46. After being separated from him for three days, they finally found him in the temple sitting among the Jewish teachers listening to them and asking probing questions. All who heard Jesus was awestruck at his intelligent understanding of all what was being discussed and at his wise answers to their questions. His parents were shocked to find him there and Mary scolded him saying, son, your father and I have searched for you everywhere. We have been worried sick over not finding you. Why would you do this to us? 49, Jesus said to them, why would you need to search for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here in my father's house, consumed with him? Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand what Jesus meant. Jesus went back home with them to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured Jesus' words deeply in her heart. As Jesus grew, so did his wisdom and maturity. The favor of men increased upon his life, for he was greatly loved by God. Hallelujah. This comes to the end of today's reading, New Testament reading. Thank you, esteemed Brother Martin, for sharing your screen. Over to you, esteemed Brother John. Thank you so much, Pastor Nye. And thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for this opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Today we're reading the book of um, Deuteronomy, chapter 13 to 15. Praise God. We're reading the Living Bible. If there is a prophet among you or one who claims to foretell the future by dreams and if his predictions come true but he says come let us worship the gods of the other nations don't listen to him for the lord is testing you to find out whether or not you really love him with your heart and soul you must never worship any god but jehovah obey only his commands and cling to him the prophet who tries to lead you astray must be executed, for he has attempted to foment rebellion against the Lord your God, who brought you out of the slavery, out of slavery in the land of Egypt. By executing him, you will clear out evil.
from among you, if your nearest relative or closest friend, even a brother, son, daughter, or beloved wife, whispers to you to come and worship these foreign gods, do not consent or listen and have no pity. Do not spare that person from the penalty. Don't conceal his horror suggestion as a pity him. Your own hand shall be the first upon him to put him to death. Then the hands of all the people stone him to death because he has tried to draw you away from the Lord your God who brought you from the land of Egypt, the place of slavery. And all Israel will hear about his evil deed and will fear such wickedness as this among you. If you ever hear it said about one of the cities of Israel that some worthless rabble have led their fellow citizens astray with the suggestion that they worship foreign gods, first check the facts to see if the rumor is true. If you find that it is that that it is certain that such a horrible thing is happening among you in one of the cities the Lord has given you, you must without fail declare war against that city utterly destroy all of its inhabitants and even all the cattle. Afterwards you must afterwards you must pile all the booty into the middle of the street and burn it, then put the entire city to the torch as a burnt offering to Jehovah your God. That city shall forever remain a lifeless mount and may never be rebuilt. Keep none of the booty and the Lord will turn from his fierce anger and be merciful to you, have compassion upon you, and make you a great nation, just as he promised your ancestors. Of course, the Lord your God will be merciful only if you have been obedient to him and to his commandments that I am giving you to be. And if you have been doing that which is right in the eyes of the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 14. Since you are the people of God, never cut yourselves as the heathen do when they worship their idols. Now shave the front halves of your heads for funerals. You belong exclusively to the Lord your God, and he has chosen you to be his own possession, more so than any other nation on the face of the earth. You are not to eat any animal declared to be ceremonially defiled. These are the animals you may eat, ox, the sheep, the goats, the deer, the gazelle, the roebuck, the wild goats, the ibex, the antelope, and the mountain sheep. Any animal that has a, that has closed wound hooves and chews, the cord may be eaten. But if the animal doesn't have both, it may not be eaten. So you may not eat the camel, the hare, or the coney. They chew the cord, but do, do not have hooves. Cloves, clove, cloven hooves. Pigs may not be eaten because although they have cloven hooves, they don't chew the cord. You may not even touch the dead bodies of such animals. Only see animals with fins and scales may be eaten. All other kinds are ceremonially different. You may eat any bird except the following, eagle, the vulture, the osprey, the buzzard, the falcon, any variety, the raven, any variety, the ostrich, the nighthawk, the seagull, the hawk, any variety, the screech owl, the great owl, the horned owl, the pelican, the vulture, the cormorant, the stork, the heron, any variety, the hoopoe, the bat. With certain exceptions, insects are a defilement to you. 
and may not be eaten. Don't eat anything that has that has died a natural death. However, a foreigner among you may eat it. You may give it or sell it to him. But don't eat it yourself, for you are holy to the Lord your God. You must not boil a young goat in his mother's milk. You must tithe all of your crops every year. Bring these tithes to eat before the Lord your God at the place you shall choose as a sanctuary. This applies to your tithes of grain, new wine, olive oil, and the firstborn of your flocks and herds. The purpose of tithes is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. If the place the Lord chooses for a sanctuary is so far away, there isn't convenient to carry your tithes to that place, then you may sell the tithes portion of your crops and herds and take the money to the Lord's sanctuary. When you arrive, use the money to buy an ox, a sheep, some wine, or beer to feast there before the Lord your God and to enjoy to rejoice with your household. Don't forget to share your income with the Levites in your community, for they have no property or crops. As you do, every third year, you are to use your entire tithe for local welfare programs. Give it to the Levites who have, who have no inheritance among you, or to foreigners, or to widows and orphans within your city, so that they can eat and be satisfied. And then Jehovah, your God will bless you and your work. Deuteronomy 15. At the end of every seventh year, is to be a counseling of all debts. Every creditor shall write paid in full on any promissory notes he holds against a fellow Israelite. For the Lord has released everyone from his obligation. This release does not apply to foreigners. No one will become poor because of this. For the Lord will greatly bless you in the land he's given you if you obey this command. The only prerequisite for his blessing is that you carefully heed all the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today. He will bless you as he has promised. You shall lend, to mo you shall lend money to many nations, but will never need to borrow. You shall rule many nations, but they shall not rule over you. But if when you arrive in the land the Lord will give you, there are, there are any among you who are poor, you must not shut your heart or hand against them. You must lend them as much as they need. Beware, don't refuse a loan because the year of debt cancellation is close at hand. If you refuse to make the loan and the needy man cries out to the Lord, it will be counted against you as sin. You must lend him what he needs and don't mourn about it either. For the Lord will prosper you in everything you do because of this. There will be there will always be some among you who are poor. That is why this commandment is necessary. You must lend to them liberally. If you buy a Hebrew slave, whether a man or a woman, you must free him at the end of his sixth year. You have owned him. And don't send him away empty-handed. Give him a large farewell present from your flock, your holy press, and your wine press. Share with him in proportion as the Lord your God has blessed you. Remember that you are slaves in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God rescued you. That is why I'm giving you this command. But if your Hebrew slave doesn't want to leave, if he says he loves you and enjoys your pleasant home and gets along well with you, then take an owl and pierce his ear into the door. And after that, he shall be your slave forever. Do the same with your women's slave. But when you free a slave, 
must not feel bad. For remember that for six years, he has cost you less than half the price of a hired hand. And the Lord your God will prosper all you do because you have released him. You shall set aside for God all the firstborn males from your flocks and herds. Do not use the firstborn of your herds to walk your fields. And do not share the firstborn of your flocks of sheep and goats. Instead, you and your family shall eat these animals before the Lord your God each year at the sanctuary. However, if this firstborn animal has any defect, such as being lame or blind, or if anything else is wrong with it, you shall not sacrifice it. Instead, use it for food for your family at home. Anyone, even if ceremonially defiled at the time, may eat it, just as anyone may eat a gazelle or deer, but don't eat the blood. Pour it out upon the ground like water. Praise God. And I hand over to you, Timbra Matthews. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you so much, Estimbra John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from, I'd like to say a very big thank you to Estim Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. Take us through the affirmation and the communion, praise God. The affirmation is on the screen. We start the affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The top paragraph, I, your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. At this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute your mics as we take our affirmation at the count of three. One, two, three. My <laughs> Amen. 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 Praise God.
At this point, we're going straight to the communion segment of today's meeting. Praise the Lord. Our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we say thank you. We give you thanks for all that you have done in our lives. Lord, we are so blessed and our souls have found rest. You alone are God. You are God from beginning to the end. You are that mighty God, the same God. Yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for the miracles you wrought. Thank you for the healings. Thank you for all the blessings. Thank you, Father. We are most gracious. We are most grateful, O God. Thank you. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise God. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he has stopped, saying, This cup is in New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you too show lead us death till he come. Legos, agro, dilo, sigro, deliga, celebranglisho, frendekida, dragaligos, alicros, kijo, fradori, and di, alahastos, genegida, hakadi. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you for the cup of the everlasting covenant. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus as we take this cup. We are blood washed, sanctified, glorified. Thank you, Father, for the cup of the everlasting covenant. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Go ahead and take the cup, even now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we thank you for the cup of the everlasting covenant. Thank you for the communion. We bless your name, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. Thank you to all our esteemed co-hosts for this wonderful thing that you do daily. Thank you so much for blessing us with the investment of your personality. Praise God. Once again, I would like to remind you, as Sister Maka said today, the healing stream is still on. Make sure you attend to your best possible to attend these meetings. All the solutions, all the the solution to every challenge you have is here for you. Praise God. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to the esteemed pastor and yes, take us through the remaining part of the meeting. Thank you, everyone, and make sure you have a most excellent day. Good morning again, everyone. Um, we are going over to the celebration part of the devotion. And we, if today is your birthday, birthday of your loved one, or whatever it is that you are celebrating, we want to celebrate with you. Kindly come to the chat room and let's celebrate. If today is your first time, you're joining us for the first time, we want to meet with you, please come to the chat room, say your name, where you are connected from, and who invited you. Okay, Sister Harriet says, Today is a sister and friend's birthday, Sister Lilian Chukure. 
Happy birthday, Sister Lillian. God's blessings to you now and always. Do we have more birthdays? Do we have more birthdays? If you are connected to, with us for the first time, please we want to meet with you. Come to the chat room, say your name, where you are connected from, and who invited you. If today is your birthday, birthday of your loved one, or anything you are celebrating, we want to celebrate with you. So please come to the chat room and let's celebrate. Sister Queen says, today is the birthday of my friend. Her name is Precious Bernard. Happy birthday, Precious. God's blessings to you now and always. Sister Precious says, good morning, everyone. Today is my first birthday, Dr. Osabet Imoho. Happy birthday, Dr. God's blessings to you now and always. Today is the 19th of March, just in case. If you have any birthdays, any celebration, Burning anniversary or whatever it is you are celebrating, we are still here to celebrate with you. Okay. I will hand over to esteemed Sister Maka to pray for the birthday celebrants. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. Over to your Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of those who are celebrating their birthdays today. We give you praise because your hand rests upon them in a very mighty way, that the expressions of the God life are evident for them and those around them to see and know that there is a God that they carry who rules over the affairs of their lives. We pray, O oh God, for increase in grace, increase in abilities, increase in knowledge, increase in wisdom in a demonstration of the character of the spirit via their lives to their world thank you lord because it gets better it gets greater it gets sweeter and more beautiful for them in jesus precious name amen glory to god so we say happy birthday to all of our loved ones who we are celebrating today glory all right, say as well to all of them. Who has a testimony who would like to share? You have a testimony in the house and you'd like to share, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand if you have a testimony that you'd like to share. All right, I have Sister Makadze. You can unmute from your end. I have Sister Emerald. All right, Sister Makadze, please go ahead and unmute. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Mom. All right, go ahead. Highly esteemed Sister Amaka, I really appreciate this uh, opportunity. My testimony is continuing, hallelujah. I had a prophecy two weeks ago about my situation in my family changing. And then last week I gave a testimony that I'm already seeing the signs of it changing. And then I even said that, um, that a situation where it was, it has completely changed. I could see, um, things moving 
from glory to glory. Um, the other thing that I said was that uh, we were into, I remember last week when I was talking, I was talking that it is from smaller projects to higher projects. Um, but what I said last week was that I think I did not give much details. What I was talking about was that on a, on a like we're into construction, my husband goes and build when they say, come do painting, whatever. But it was into small portions, like they would give you maybe 170, you know, sometimes it would come with just 800 and something. But at, after we, we, I received the prophecy, the, like I said, we had, re, we had made some uh, proposal to come and help at the, at the um, estate, in the estate. So that week we entered the estate. We are now no longer doing helping there and there with people in their houses, but now we are going into bigger things like estate. Um, what happened is that now the money was now uh, increasing gradually from 120, 170 a day to about 2000. Now they're giving us projects for close to 15,000, whatever. But And what they're saying is that we should not miss to come on a daily basis, even if there's no work, because they feel on a daily basis, they must give us something. So every day it's like, go paint there. And then you finish painting, go play, plaster there. And then you say, so, okay, can't you do the floor? What else can you do? They're asking us, what else can you do? And you can tell that bigger things are coming, greater things are coming. So I can tell you that it's from glory to glory. I am grateful to this, to this group for the testimony that I can see uh, abounding in my life. And the other thing that I heard yesterday, the prophecy was saying to me that I have, I'm in a place that where I have reached or I'm going to experience financial anointing. And this financial anointing is going to open doors that would make money to run to me. That money won't even have, I won't even have to come, go after it. It will be dragging me from behind and say, you are, where are you? Because you are you going because you're leaving me behind because it, it will be coming to me, you know. So I was like connecting the, 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 the prophecy and the prophecy that I received here and the breaking bread. And, you know, it's like when you break bread every day, the testimonies are there every day. And I have just made a decision that I'm not going to take any movement of the spirit light. It's important that when I see it, I testify. It's important that when I see it, I connect it with what I have received here because there was a time when it was quiet. There was nothing until I joined the group. And now I could see it coming step by step from glory to glory. And what I can tell is that it is connected to this uh, anointing in this group. And I could tell you that it is only just the beginning. More are still coming. And I'm expecting and ready to receive. And I will continue to testify of his goodness because I have seen it. I really appreciate it, honestly, from the bottom of my heart. And I'm grateful. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This is one of the most inspiring testimonies I've heard. You know, coming from a quiet season financially to a season where every day something is coming in, 
going from 2,000 to 50,000 and then they are telling you come every day, we might, we are likely going to find something for you. You know, um, in working with God, you can actually function in this place. Where, and this is why irrespective of what is thrown at you, irrespective of what is taken from you, <clears throat> irrespective of what happens, you can be confident that your father has got your back. And at any point in time, you would never be disadvantaged. <clears throat> Thank you, Sister Makadzi. <clears throat> Excuse me for sharing your testimony. It's so, so inspiring. And indeed, as you have said, more, more is coming and you'd experience them in full. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, Sister Emerald, can you please omit from your end? Okay. Good evening, everyone. A beautiful day to everyone. I'm grateful to God for every co-host. Like I always be grateful. Thank you for the time. It's not really easy to make this so continue because even after one year, according to the testimony that I had when I joined of this group, it's still striving. It's not by strength, it's not by power, by God's spirit, because it's just called by the spirit. My testimony is about, you know, it might be a little hasty because even when I was here, I said, for those that have testimony, you raise their hands. I said, is this one a testimony? But I looked at it, I said, no, I must testify because those little things that you take common and those things that, you know, God are really mindful of. And just like the spirit of God says, we should not be ungrateful in anything, no matter how late. So what was my generator? But since I joined this group, I've been listening to Sister Maka, and I thank God for her life. Um, about the Holy Spirit, we should be conscious of the spirit of God. So the generator refused to start. And I was surprised because I spent a lot of money on that generator. You know, it might be funny. So I was just trying to start it, I refused to start. I was angry with myself. I said with my kids, and my husband is not around. How am I going to do this, take this generator and put it in the car. It's just a struggle for me. I say, Holy Spirit, just take over the generator right now. And as I was even praying, I was just laughing to myself, like, ah, you're praying at the Holy Spirit. How would the Holy Spirit do this? I just make the generator to start up. But because I was conscious of the Spirit of God, there is not just like Stamaka said, I was conscious of the Spirit. The Spirit of God can even tell you not to enter this vehicle. Even as much as we are Christians, sometimes we neglect the voice of the Spirit. That's why a lot of us fall into danger. I see a lot of people, they say, are Christians, they have accidents. And those things that you don't expect, because the Spirit of God will definitely speak to you, just that you should hear the voice of the Spirit. And the way you can do that and be conscious of the Spirit of God is through the Word of God. There's no other way. So when I heard the Spirit saying I should pray, I said, pray. I said, Holy Spirit, now I just do something about the generator. It's a struggle with the kids taking the generator to where I have to repair it. And I don't have constant light. Just take over. The grace that is working upon get inspired by the world. Take over. The are grace to work upon the generator. I just try to, you know, I never knew that it's going to start. As I just clicked on it and it just started, I said, Jesus. It was like I looked at it that no people look at it that it's not testimony, but within me, it's something big to me because I said the money that I would have spent in doing that. So we should just be conscious of the spirit when he tells us to do things. We should not look at it that ah, this is little now. Is this this one that the spirit of God will also do? Even the money you don't have in your pocket, lay hands on your pocket. The clothes that I wear is not the spirit of God that does, does that, but, but you are not conscious of the spirit. You will not know those things that you feel that you can't do. So it's just through the spirit of God that we can do a lot of things. So this is my testimony. So I'm grateful to Stamak and grateful to everybody that have made my level of the spirit of God, being conscious of it, you know, to come to light this um, extent. God bless every one of us. Praise and the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Sister Emerald, for sharing. 
Um, I once remember Pastor sharing about how he taught his dad to talk to everything, especially he cut his cars. He said he came back in a holiday and he realized that virtually all of his father's cars had packed up. And he told the father, daddy, speak to your cars, everything, you can talk to anything. And then it appeared strange to his dad, but his dad put them to work and the cars were back on the road. You know, so like Sister Emirath has shared, you can talk to anything. You can talk to your shelf. You can talk to your wardrobe. You want new clothes. Talk to the wardrobe to receive new clothes. You want new shoes. Go to your shoe rack. Talk to the rack to exit to receive new shoes. Talk to your bank accounts. Talk to your bags. Talk to anything that you want to increase. And, you know, we talked about using the name of Jesus. Whether you want to destroy something, you want to increase something, you want to bring in something, you can use the name. Praise God. All right, Brother Anthony, over to you. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Sister Oscar. I want to thank you so much for... Brother Anthony, your audio is low. Can you hear me now? Better. Better. Okay. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Sister Amaka. I want to thank you so much, especially for this wonderful opportunity and this privilege to share my own testimony. Actually, it's been from glory to glory. You know, Pastor told us like yesterday, the best way to return the glory to God is to share your testimony. Your, it happens that um, um, then when we said we should um, get our families together and pray concerning heads of bondage, I did exactly that. I called my siblings, my mom, we had uh, seven days prayers, and then we fasted, and then we prayed intensely, you know. After all of that, we started seeing testimonies of God's faithfulness, financial testimony, like financial miracle, like I have never experienced before in my life. I gave the first, highest title I ever give in my life, like for 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 six months six months of my salary i made in one deal praise god i made in one deal i have never experienced that before my younger ones were calling me telling me of how they were receiving financial miracles and all of that it still hasn't stopped i just want to return all the glory to god and then my mom everybody are just growing spiritually to the extent we had to even fix a day Every Friday, we had to fast and then pray as a family group. Something we've never we've never done before. You know, it's just been from glory to glory. And I want to thank you so much for this opportunity and this privilege. All this started, I must say, when I joined Inspired by the World. Thank you so much, Sister Amaka. Thank you so much. And I thank everybody in this platform. The Lord is really doing great and mighty thing here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, you so much, Brother Anthony, for sharing your testimony. It's not too late. You can cause a change in your family. The thing about these principles that God has taught us is at any point in time that you wake up to them and you practice them, you will get the same results. You want to change things in your family. You want to change things 
Maybe you run a business and you have staff members. You can do the same thing with your staff. Come together. You guys should take time to pray and, you know, strategize about the business. Do a seven day. Seven is a number of perfection. And it's not because it has to be seven, but that's what the spirit of God guided us to do. And there's been testimonies. So for you, for your family, for your business, for your workplace, whatever it is, make that change and make miracles happen. Make miracles your daily experience. Congratulations, esteemed brother Antonio Cafo. Thank you for sharing your testimony. Glory to God. All right, Sister Kundai, please unmute and share your testimony. Thank you so much, Sister Omaka, for this wonderful opportunity to share my testimony. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone. And once again, thank you so much to the amazing co-host. Um, and my testimony goes like this. Um, from the time you finish studying up, um, in my career, you have to go through various uh, stages to be able to register with the professional body. So um, I had been experiencing delays over the years to finally get, uh, finalize my registrations. I had tried everything, but I just knew that there would be a delay at every stage. And I had accepted this and it had become a reality. And not only was it just in my profession, but in various things concerning my life, there were just so many delays and disappointments. One day I got the opportunity of speaking to uh, esteemed sister Amaka and she pointed out something that I'd never thought of that I had to get more acquainted with Jesus. And I took her advice um, seriously and she sent me study material as well. So with regards to my profession, um, there's the one part that I, need, I needed to complete and it needed a document from the Department of Health. Um, and for some reason, there was a miscommunication and that document was difficult for me to acquire. I had tried everything. I had knocked on every door I could knock. I had been given referrals to certain people and to no avail. I was unable to get this document. And I was so discouraged, but however, I kept doing everything that I had been advised to. I kept spending time in the word and getting more acquainted with Jesus and actually understanding that this delay, uh, delays in my life are not my portion. And then one day as I was sitting, um, because, oh, by the way, I had been told that by the end of this month, um, because of that, uh, the, the, the registration not being complete, um, if it wasn't done, I was going to uh, lose my job. And also the professional body had contacted me with concerns about it. So now I was working with a deadline. And it, um, but anyway, thankfully, one day as I was sitting, I the Holy Spirit just instructed me to look into some of the email communications I had been doing um, over the weeks. And I realized that one of the, the people had signed off with the phone number on there, but the person was a director. And I found that so intimidating because I know for a fact that you can't just call a director of an organization um, without uh, any referral. But with, I followed the instruction of the Holy Spirit and I phoned this gentleman. To my surprise, he was the most polite person ever. And he actually understood my situation and turns out 
um, they don't actually get an opportunity to read emails to understand because of the volume of the emails that they get. So because of, he managed to fix that um, misunderstanding over one phone call and my registration has been sorted. And it's something I had battled with for so long. And then another testimony about two weeks ago or three, I woke up with a very excruciating pain in my left knee. Um, I tried to ignore it, but I couldn't. I could, I could barely um, put much weight onto the leg. And every time I tried to turn my knee in a certain direction, it would make a popping sound. I tried to go up a flight of stairs and it would take me minutes just to go um, uh, to climb stairs because of the pain. Um, I knew something was very wrong. I tried to pray for it, I laid hands on it, but nothing changed. I remember the one morning Brother Martin pray, uh, prayed for an elderly woman with the pain in her knee. I, I took hold of that um, healing and I confessed over the leg, but still after the, the, the daily devotion, it felt like nothing had changed, but just I ignored it and I kept on confessing that I'd been healed. And then I went about my day. In no time, the pain disappeared. I can run upstairs, I can bend my knee. It's as if nothing happened. Um, testimony number three. I remember a few weeks ago as well, I took my vehicle to the car wash. And when I was collecting it, the gentleman that parked the car, parked it very, very, very close to the car, to the wall, sorry. Um, also, when, whenever I stop my car, because I always leave the gear in neutral, I never really check whether the gear is in neutral or not. So this, now when I was starting the vehicle, because I hadn't checked, this gentleman had parked it in gear. The, uh, the car jumped with so much force and also because I panicked and started stepping on several gears, this car slammed right into the wall with such great force. I knew that, oh no, this it was supposed to be bad. So I, I took some, some minutes just to collect myself. And, uh, you know, I just started calming myself, telling myself, it's all right, whatever the damage, just look at it and see how you can fix it. Uh, don't panic. I slowly reversed. And as I got out of the car, just to go and assess how bad it is, I could not find even a single scratch. I went around it several times. I thought maybe I was dreaming, maybe I, I flashed lights. I, I mean, everything was in order. It was as if nothing had happened. And I was just so amazed at how God takes care of even just the regular day-to-day -day things concerning our lives, like a car. Thank you, Jesus. And then the last testimony, um, I remember uh, when Brother Martin um, said the prophecy concerning Sister Makadzi, concerning her finances. And it was something that my family was experiencing as well. Um, where there was a sudden change in finances and we all could not understand what was happening. But what then happened was my mother and I have begun doing um, a book review of Pastor Chris' material every evening and we pray about the situation. And I also took hold of that prophecy um, and claimed it as my own. And we have been speaking and uh, over our finances and God has just been giving us ideas and money has been flowing. We've been, we've actually gotten a business idea 
and strategies um, which we are putting in place and everything is turning out for the great for our family. Um, thank you so Hallelujah. much. Sister Kunda, you have so many testimonies. Wow, glory to God. You know, it, what, one of the things I picked from her testimony is that a problem is not a problem except you have not done something about it. And nothing is a problem to the Christian because we always can do something about any issue. If it has lingered on for 20 years, it's because you haven't done anything about it. Brother Anthony shared about transforming his family's finances because they decided to do something about it. Now, Stephenda is sharing the same thing. Um, Sister McCarthy said how that, you know, receiving prophecy this is the same prophecy that sister kunda is connecting to it so sometimes a prophecy may not be directed at you but you can paint it and i want to say a special thank you to esteem brother martin it's such a blessing to us and it's um you know the bible talked about prophecies being Okay, my mic was muted. Sorry. Sister Aaron Hall, please over to you. Sister Jennifer, are you there? Can you share your testimony? You have two minutes. Good morning. Good morning, esteemed Sister Makama and uh, all the co-hosts and everyone. Uh, my testimony is just a continuation of what I said last week, Saturday, about my health. <laughs> I've been going through some, some challenges with my health and it was not as easy. Though I was doing everything I could, praying, taking Holy Communion, but it was like, the more I do it, the more the devil is angry. Then yesterday in the morning, in fact, I purposed in my heart that during those uh, healing streams, I'll be fasting and then I will eat a bit after the, the, the program. Then yesterday as, as planned, I was like, okay, I need to start uh, by praying. Yes, I did. After that, the pain came back as in like maybe 10 times I usually need to feel. It was so unbearable. Then I remember calling Sister Makazi because she's one of the people that normally pray with me. And then she prayed, we prayed. The pain was just horrible. I knew that this was the last kick of a dying horse because 
I've prayed and I've been, I've been having friends that I've been praying with because this situation was tiring for me. I remember last week when I was giving a testimony, Brother Martin declares that these pains will never come back in your life. And I believed it. Then I knew that the one for yesterday, it was because of the greater blessing that are coming in my life. Then maybe around, around three or four, then the, the, the pain ceased. I told some of my friends were like, you should eat. I told myself that I am not going to eat as long as I'm waiting for the man of God to pray for me, I'm not going to eat. During the whole service of the healing stream yesterday, I was, the anointing was so much to a point that I felt like the, my body was so hot, like the whole service, literally the whole service, my body was so hot. I remember after the service, when pastors prayed, I prayed, and then I spoke to Sister Makazi, telling her what was happening. I was like, yo, I, I, I don't know how will I sleep with this kind of anointing. Then she told me that you will sleep very well. You'll sleep like a baby. And it happened exactly. I woke up so light. I woke up like I'm in another world. I was so, I'm so in peace and I'm so grateful because I've seen this testimony has been building up every day. And it was because I joined this group and I I started, I started learning the word, doing what the word is saying. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for helping us to be where I am, especially me, to be where I am. Because there was a time I felt like I don't really want to, to go to church. It was just me going to church because I just want to, my the number, or because I'm a leader in church, I have to be there. I was literally going to church for my body to sit there, but my spirit was really not there. But today I've seen so much, even in our church, there's so much growth because you taught us what to do, how to do and when to do. I pray, I'm, I'm now back to the prayer, like nobody's business. And whenever pastor give me something to do, I execute much more than he expected. I am so grateful. I am so grateful, Ma. Thank you so much. Glory to God. It's called the joy of salvation. You know, sometimes um, the trials of life make you lose your joy, that joy that comes with salvation and fights to keep it, you know. Um, I realized that when um, Sister Kunda finished sharing her testimony, I actually was muted and I was speaking for so long and nobody was hearing me. I was thinking that one of the co-hosts would have omitted to tell me that, ah, we cannot hear you, you know, praise God. All right, thank you, esteemed sister Jennifer. It's just the beginning of many great things and you would yet testify, glory to God. All right, so I did see that um, when a word is given, you can receive it even if it was not directed for you, like sister Kundai shared. And I was thanking the esteemed brother Martins to say thank you so, so much for the blessing that you are to us. You know, we take the communion. It's often directed at our health, but beyond that, when words of prophecies come concerning different areas of our lives, we can know that we would return with testimonies. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I did say that 
there is no, a, a Christianist cannot be said to have a problem. A problem for the Christian is something that the Christian hasn't done something about. It's a problem if you refuse to do something about it. It doesn't matter how long it has died. Brother Anthony shared how he and his family decided to pray and fast to transform the lives of their, their, their whole lives around just because they did something about it. You walk, you probably have staff members, you want to move your business to the next level, do something about it. It's a problem if you haven't done something about it because for the Christian, when you do something about any situation, a change is bound to happen. Praise God. Sister Lillian, are you there? Please share your testimony. One minute. Uh, one minute. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Good morning, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for the privilege to share my testimony. Testimonies. My testimonies are quite much because I've not been, I'm always in school, so the kids are disturbing. I'm, I'm not being chance to share. Praise the Lord. You know, I want to thank God especially for the privilege and opportunity to be here. Ma. You know, my life changed since I joined in as in I started participating actively in December during that fasting up until now. Praise the Lord. You know, one thing I've come to realize is. I don't, I'm no longer sick. From December till today, I've not taken anti-malaria drugs. You know, the communion have been consistent with it. In fact, when I go to school in the morning after we break, when I'm done and I close for the day, I break the communion again before I go. Then at times at night before I go to bed, I break communion again. No more malarias. Then also I want to testify. Remember we had um, one of the meetings we prayed one of the prayer meetings we had, and I remember you told us that, Marka, thank you so much, Ma. You asked us to write all our family members to put down their names. And I remember we prayed, I think it was during that um, years of bondage period when we were praying. We prayed um, through the night, the sailing periods, and you proclaimed words, you, you declared words. You know, on the 25th of February, my family house in Portacourt was burnt down and got by fire and nobody died. You know, all property was lost. And, you know, at a point I was like, ah, what is it? Where did I do wrong? What's happening? Because I'm the only one that is outside home. I stay in Delta State. So, but every time I remember your words, and I remember we prayed. I was like, those people kept telling me, said, do you know if the incident was intended for death? But God averted it because of the prayers that was made. So immediately I turned into praise and gratitude. You know, I want to thank God because this is the fastest project. In fact, I've not I've experienced in my family. You know, today they've started rebuilding. That's 25th, not even up to a month yet. And they're already roofing. Praise the Lord. And it's not a small place, it's big. Send the pictures of the fire and the area to you. It's so massive, but I don't know. God has been consistent. Monies have been coming, and the project is going on smoothly. Praise God! And I also want to thank God. You know, because of my participation in the programs in the in the devotion, I've never been late to school because I have to wake up early to get ready for school before the 
before it's time for the devotion. So before it's, at times I get to school 6.30, 6.45, everybody will like, ah, auntie, what is happening this year, this year? And it's been like that. I've never been late throughout this year to work. Even I've been more productive, even my, my superiors, they've been commenting on my productivity. I want to thank, thank you so much, man. I know that it is because of you. Also, I want to thank God for my family. You know, I created a group on um, WhatsApp, inspired by you also, Mr. Maka. Thank you so much, Ma. And the group today is, is active. In fact, I added some um, extended family members on the group and everybody, they love the bond. And today they started gifting monies. You know, even the fire incident that happened, this one said, okay, you take 30,000, you take 200,000. And I'm like, ah, what's happening? The monies, the inflow is just something else. My testimonies are quite long, but please let me, let me share. Okay, next is my, the kids in my school. You know, I was moved, I was teaching basic five initially, that was for first term. But this second term, I was moved to basic three. And I was like, ah, why would they take me to basic three? Until my superior called me and she was like, ah, that class, the children cannot read though. In fact, it's a very difficult class. We have seen your input, your impact. So please just perform the way a man I perform a miracle there. So I started praying about the children. In the morning at times when I go to school, I'll say, stand up, put your hand on your head, say this confession. So I lead them in confessions and all of that. Then I remember, there was a day, Brother Martins, when we were breaking the communion, in our prayer, he said, there's a child here, you don't understand. Your brain is like it's blocked. He said, right now it is open. He said, declaring I'm praying for the child. I said, amen. All my kids, I said, calling their names one after the other. And right now I'm writing our exams. You know, a lot of them has, have improved. And many of them are reading already. I'm like, ah. It's just so simple. It's just so, the communion. In fact, anything that's, that's happening now, I just say, yeah, I remember Stamaka's voice. On any matter that the communion is broken, it is done already. It is said to so I just carry communion. In fact, every day I carry communion. They ask me, what's in that can? I say, don't worry. <laughs> so it's always with me. It's my partner. In fact, I carry it more than I carry water. Praise the Lord. Also, in um, February last month, I remember I was having pains on my gum. I was like, ah, ah. one day I woke up and the pains were so much. I even thought, okay, let me go to the Nava because I work with Nigerian Navy Primary School girl. Yes. So I was like, ah, should I go to the Nava Dental Clinic? Immediately I heard the Holy Spirit. He reminded me again with Stamaka's voice. He said, on any matter that the communion is broken, it is settled. Break the communion. When it's time for communion, receive your healing. As the prayers are said, as the confessions and declarations are shared, you receive. So that morning, in fact, it was so much that I had to pick a mirror. I was like, ah, is it that I'm growing an extra, uh, extra tooth? I checked, I counted, opened my mouth and cut it, and it was complete 32. I said, ah, why? Why? But as I took the communion, I just ignored the pain. And today, it is no more. Also, I want to thank God for divine provision. You know, I what I do before now is just to keep up with the devotion because I don't like missing it. I'll borrow um, airtime. At times I borrow data. Then by the time I'm paying up, I'll, I'll borrow again, just like that. But it just got to my consciousness that ah, I'm no longer borrowing money for um, um, data. And before I normally do a thousand a thousand naira, but the Holy Spirit told me one day, say, no, just make it bigger. Go for 3K. So I started doing 3,000 naira. That gives me 20 gigs. So ah, for a very long time, if I the stress and the thinking that, ah, oh, I will not be able to join today, uh, it's just gone. 
it's just gone. Praise the Lord. Then finally, praise God. You know, the school I work with, we are all temporary staffs, temporary staff. And for a very long time, the school was founded in 2011. And I started working with them 2015. So we have been waiting for permanency, for regularization, but they will say there's an embargo on employment and all of that. So I've been just, I've been there patiently. My mom has been stopping me. How much is the salary? 25, you live there. I say, I don't live by salary. You know, then during, after COVID, it was increased to 30,000. I won't say, what is 30,000? What can you do with it? My friend, come back to the house. I did not drive you from home. So we've been having this, um, um, arguments of coming back home. I'm like, no, I don't want to because I'm handling, I'm, um, handling the church here in Delta State. So I refuse to go home, not because of the work, but actually it was because of um, church. So, but last week we we're called and we we're like, ah, they want to regularize staff. And we're all traveling to Port Harcourt for the verification and interview, you know, and Many people started fidgeting. Ah, well, in fact, I just had peace in me. And people were making calls, making calls. Okay, I had um, one or two contacts. So I was like, okay, let me put a call across to some senior officers that are CEO, my name. Immediately, I started dialing. The Holy Spirit talked to me. He said, ah, why would you be calling man when you have the Holy Spirit and you have the communion? He said, you declare words, break communion, and it is settled. You don't need man. Even if you call, you do the needful force. And when I got to yesterday, I was like, ah, Holy Spirit, I'm so sorry. So 3 a.m., I woke up and prayed. Like Pastor will always tell us, I remember one of Pastor's tape that I listened to. Pastor said, when you pick that, um, that um, document, say you put it down in the middle and you dance around it singing, wonderful Jehovah, and it's done. So I did all of that and I broke bread. In fact, I just had comfort, I had peace that is settled. So I know that as I go to Potaka tomorrow <laughs> and everywhere the documents we move to, up to the presidential level, I know mine is settled and done. So I just want to give God praise. Thank you so much, Ma, for Glory. Hallelujah. Sister Lillian has so many testimonies. You know, um, as she was sharing her testimony, I'm just thinking how a Christian life can become if you become intentional with God. Many of you suffer. Many of you go through trial after trial, challenges after challenges, lack and want here and there, because you have not become intentional with this, this gospel that we say we believe. It works. It works. If you refuse to take no for an answer, you would always have a yes. Don't pastor taught us today in devotion article. He says, stand your ground, stand your ground. Look at all the testimonies that one person has. Oh, glory to God. Congratulations, esteemed Sister Lillian. All right, Brother Martins, I'm going to hand over to you, but let Sister Arenho share her testimony. So in handing over to you, you'll also round off. Praise God. Sister Arenho two minutes i know your testimony is plenty it's always plenty <laughs> good morning thank you so much Ma. you know me too well <laughs> my testimony this time is actually very short i want to thank the holy spirit for, for 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 giving me the opportunity to be able to know him not only to know him but to recognize him in everything in my life you know when i go to bed i listen to the message the ministry of the Holy Spirit every night unfailingly. And ever since I started listening to that message, 
the reality of the Holy Spirit and the consciousness of who he is in me it has been a different level and it's what's given me so much boldness to be able to minister the gospel at my workplace I remember when I started working in this place I used to ask myself why am I here and this week and most of last week as well God has just been showing himself so faithful and so true uh, that you know sometimes you don't even realize that you can actually lead a generation without needing to be in a management position in the same position that you're in whether you're a cleaner whatever you are even if you're somebody subordinate you can lead without needing to be in a leadership position and where God has placed me is so strategic in the sense that there's a young lady that I've been working with uh, she's a student and the mentors that she has they've not really done her justice and I'm not supposed to take a student on because uh, I'm a contractor where I work. And when she came, this little girl was so dejected. She was so afraid. She couldn't even say a single word to you. The day she came, I remember I spoke to Sister Amaka about her and she said, you have a lot of work to do with this girl because you know you don't have time in this place. And I said to her, yeah, I don't because I know the Spirit of God has already started ministering to me in terms of moving on to somewhere else. And when we started, the first day I remember she came, she was even crying because of one individual who was actually supposed to be her mentor to help her uh, in this first placement she's had. Bear in mind, this is a 19-year-old that's left India to come to the UK to study nursing. And the day I was with her, I spent almost an hour just talking to her, um, not just talking to her, but talking her up, bringing the word to her, but not bringing it in a way that was different than any other way that I do, which is I always wait for the Holy Spirit to show me because one thing I've read in the Bible and I've noticed about Jesus is that Jesus always met people at their point of need. And then after he met them at their point of need, he then ministered the kingdom of God to them for them to repent and come to knowing that, that you know, this is the time for repentance. And I always say to God that, God, I don't want to just, say this is Jesus and that's it I don't want to plant a seed I want to talk to somebody in a way that I meet them at their point of need so that when I now bring Jesus they now see why I'm bringing Jesus not that it's just another person who's saying oh receive the gospel and that's it and it's been a week that has been so amazing and in this one week um it's come to a point where when anybody has an issue in my workplace now, people will just say, just go to Arone. Just, just go to Arone. Arone has got your answers. We don't need to say anything to you. We don't need you to talk to us about anything. Just go straight to Arone. And it's so amazing to know that God has strategically placed me where I am. And, you know, this week when I was talking with this young lady, you know, it was such a big difference. In a space of a week, this young girl went from walking, looking on the floor to holding her head up high, smiling, speaking out loud when she asks questions, being the first one to take the patient when the patient comes out of recovery, using her own initiatives because of the things that I've been saying to her and what I've been teaching her in terms of believing in herself and coming to understanding that she's a difference maker, that, you know, her generation demands it of her for her to make a success of herself in this nursing career because it's not by chance for her to be a nurse. And... Uh, to my to my surprise, as we were talking, she told me, I'm a Christian, I'm born again. I said, wow. I just noticed that, wow. You know, sometimes we think that it's 
only the people that don't know Jesus that actually need the message to, to believe in themselves and to believe in the spirit of God that's inside of them, that they will never fail. It's even people who are in the house that need it as well the most because some people have been spoken to so wrongly. And I remember the I'm just remembering now, there was something that Brother Martin said a few uh, some weeks back that in as much as uh, we are mindful of the things that people say to us, we ought to be mindful of the things that we say. And I remember Sister Amaka at that particular time, she said, there's such a thing as emotional intelligence. I was already aware of these things, but I had to go back and relearn all these things. And all those things that I relearned, I'm now using them now and as I use them now, I use them and I bring the gospel. You know, when I come to work now, I will sit down, I will read my rhapsody in front of everybody. Nobody says anything to me. And on Wednesday, I was reading my Bible. As I was reading my Bible, one of the girls there, she's Filipino, she's a Christian. She goes, wow, you're reading your Bible at work. I said, yeah. She said, this is the reason why you came. Because there's a lot of us here who are Christians, but we have no boldness to preach to other people who are not Christians. We don't know what to do. We feel helpless sometimes. And she's now said to me, she's coming to church with me on Sunday. So I want to thank God for the fact that he strategically placed me where the gospel is required. Thank you so Praise much. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you remember very well, Sister Arahone had shared about this getting this job and how um, it was, she didn't even know how to navigate her way around the job. And then now she's the one calling the shots in that same place. Congratulations. Before I hand over to Brother Martins, I want to say this. The reason we take these testimonies is so that um, wherever you are in life, wherever state you have found yourself, you can know that you have the ability to transform your situation. You hear everybody here, they had to take the step of faith. They had to make up their mind that they wanted a change in this area of their life. They had to wake up and say, no, I refuse to be here. I want to move. From having a quiet financial life, Mr. Sister McCabsey made up her mind that she was going to move her and her husband. And then from doing in the 2000, now they're doing in the 50,000, you can move. In the space of days, in the space of weeks, in the space of few months, most of the testimonies that have been shared here today happen between December and now or January and now. So make up your mind that you would always have testimonies because you can. It's up to you how your life turns out. What is thrown at you doesn't matter as long as you can always do something about your situation. And we share here always how that we have weapons we can use. You have the name of Jesus. You have the communion. You have the proclamations of your faith-filled words. You know, so there's so much you can use. Don't give up. Don't give in. Walk out your salvation, walk out your testimonies and return big with congratulations. Everybody telling you congratulations. Thank you to everyone who has shared a testimony today. I know that by next week Saturday, we're going to have to stop to say, ah, okay, we're done for today because there will be so many testimonies because our faith today has been challenged. Mine has. You know, I don't know about you, but my has. Praise God. I'm handing over to esteemed Brother Martins. Brother Martins, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Virtually all testimonies, we call your name because you have been a blessing. Thank you. And of course, thank you to all of our co-hosts. Everything that we have become 
in participating in this daily devotion is because of all the different things that you handle individually. Praise God. Over to you, esteemed Brother Martins. Congratulations to all the testifiers. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka. And um, on behalf of every one of us here, we would like to say thank you to you. You know, you saw it ahead. It's real God inspired you to start, start this up. And we are just following the, your lead. Thank you so much for this amazing platform. I have been transformed. And I know everyone, has, every one of us has been transformed. Thank you once again. Okay. Um, I want to give a background first before I say what I want to say. You know, um, some years ago, during one of our meetings, you know, one of our cell meetings, a brother came and said, he said he wanted to leave his place of work. He was a teacher. He said he wanted to leave his place of work and he was tired. He was disillusioned. There were so many things going wrong and all that. So he, he said he wanted us to pray about the myth, about the, his um, decision. So before we even started praying, <laughs> as quickly as, in fact, as the words were leaving his mouth, this is what God said, I should tell him that he should not leave that place of work. That no matter what happens, he should stay there until he tells him to go. So I said, see, no need of us. I just told him, I said, see, no need of praying. Let's not waste our time in praying. This is what God said, I should tell you that you should not leave there. So no matter what prayer you pray, the answer is don't leave there. Just stay in that place of work. Hmm. The brother was angry. He was very angry. In fact, he said, hey, let's still pray, let's still pray. So they prayed, everybody prayed. And, you know, prophecies were like, you know, this is what God will move you. People were just saying their own. I said, amen. After the meeting, he tried, he applied for different places, different applications, and he didn't get the job. So he was still in that place of work for about a year. One year later, about, about one year, two months later, one of his students got um, a scholarship. He was voted the best student in the exams they did and all. And if the student is the best student, invariably the teacher becomes the best teacher. So he won the award of the best teacher, several financial, um, what's it called? Several, he was given several financial um, profits and all that, you know, several awards and several prizes. And to crown it all, he was also given a recognition by the British Council. Then he came to me, he said, thank you so much. I laughed and I said, it's not me. This is what God said I should tell you. Before this, after that meeting that day, as I was going home, this guy was waiting for me somewhere. I didn't know. The guy just waylaid me somewhere. And he said, see, Brother Martins, uh, I won't lie to you. I know, yes, you prophesy and all those things, but I also want to tell you something. I don't like what you said. He was warning me, seriously warning me. Praise God. But years later, I'll be a year later, and this is what we get, and he's thankful to God. I said all this to say this. You know, um, Sister Lillian, when you were giving your testimony, I was just laughing. Because um, when you say you were earning this, you were earning that, let me tell you something. Some people say the reward of teacher is in heaven. Your own reward is this year. And it's before the end of this academic session. Because the Lord will practically move you. you. You will be recognized in several places for the works you've done. There will be several recognition for you. And the blessing will not just come with mouth. It will come with prizes and financial gains. You will see it happen by the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. 
Okay, to my own testimony. <laughs> um, I've been having a challenge, you know, um, you know, I, we actually bought a, a property and it was like, you know, it was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They wanted to return the money. The price of the property has sold. So the owners of the place, they felt, oh, they could make more money. So they were going, you know, using different means to try to make us, um, uh, try to refund the money. But, you know, I told myself something. I said, I've already paid, we've paid, we've paid. So you cannot, you know, wake up one day and say you want to refund money. But, you know, um, greed was a factor and then um, delay was also another factor. So they were trying to delay and all that. Sometimes they will come to the house, they will want to force, forcefully evict us so that, you know, once, they, once we leave the place, they can sell the place and then give us back our money. But, you know, um, the Spirit of God intervened and everything was settled. You know, we paid up the balance because we didn't pay the balance for, because we we're waiting for them to give us the documents first before we pay the balance. So somewhere along the line, we found favor in the eyes of the owner of the property. That's the woman that really owns the property. She said, if it is us that wants to buy it, then they should give it to us. I remember my dad was saying something. My father said, if you take care of somebody's house very well, they will take care of your own house too. So my dad was responsible for painting the house years ago, you know, renovating the house with his own money. Not that after he finished renovating, he will now collect the money from the woman. No, he renovated the house by himself. So... The woman said, no, 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 if it is this man that wants to buy it, then give it to him. And I know it is grace because it spanned for almost a year. It was, we're just going back and forth, but everything is settled now. Every document has been signed. Everything has been sealed and delivered and we own the property. Glory to God. Thank you so much, esteemed Mr. Marco, for the wonderful privilege to take us through this um, remaining part of the meeting. And thank you so much for all the opportunities you have given me on this platform. Praise God. At this thank point, I'll kind of Brother Martins, just before we close, thank you and congratulations on your own testimony to praise the Lord, praise the Lord. <clears throat> you know, you had a word for Sister Lillian, and I also felt very strongly about it when she was sharing that um, it's going to be a year of reward for her. And, um, you know, in, in a time like this, staying on a job where you're earning 30,000 naira, how much is 30,000 naira? It's... It's like $50 for those of you who may be wondering who stays on a job and earns just 50, about $50,000 on a monthly basis. And um, she talked about data, you know, how when, when you have bills to pay, you know that in such a situation, data can be a lot. And it's a year of reward for you, Sister Lillian. So much is going to happen for you. The, the, the job... <laughs> watch and see what will happen as the Holy Spirit has told you. And just while we were sharing, someone reached out and said they would like to give Sister Lillian data for her daily devotion. All right. So thank you, Sister Lillian, for sharing your testimonies and that which God has started, he's perfecting and bringing to directing abundance your way. Praise God. So thank you everyone who shared their testimony today. So yes, we can round off. Over to you, esteemed Brother Martins. Praise the Lord. Okay, at this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute your mics as we share the grace in fellowship.
and the grace of our Thank you. Oh, 